You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Dippy Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is... Jalyn Sidlow from Celestial Custom Dog Services. Here to answer your training questions and your behavior questions at 844-305-7800. That's 844-305-7800. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Ben, and he'll put you on the line with us. The show is produced here at the farm by the ever-so-lovely Miss Lexi Lapp. Hi, John. Hi, Lexi. Hi. (laughs) We welcome your calls and questions. We have a special guest joining us in this hour. He is the author of Crowded in the Middle of Nowhere, Tales of Humor and Healing from Rural America. It's uh, Dr. Bo Brock. He's a veterinarian. We're going to be speaking with him about his book. And if you've got any questions about your pets, I'm sure Dr. Bo Brock can answer those for you. The show is brought to you in part by SCOE 10X, the ultimate odor eliminator. That's SCOE 10X. That's S-C-O-E, the number 10X.com. Check it out and get 10% off by putting pets in the promo code, as well as Nutrix. If your dogs or cats are in their older years and they need their focus back, try Nutrix. That's N-E-U-Trix.com. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Jalen Sidlow. I'm Lacey Lapp. And this is Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Jalen Sidlow. I'm Lexi Lapp. Pick up the phone and give us a call if you've got a question. We've got a special guest joining us. His name is Dr. Bo Brock. He is the author of Crowded in the Middle of Nowhere. Uh, by the way, during this time that Dr. Brock is on with us, we're going to be giving away a couple copies of his book as well. But I want to welcome onto the program the author of Crowded, Dr. Bo Brock. Hey, Dr. Brock, how are you? Well, I'm good. How are you all doing today? Doing wonderful. I want to introduce you to Julie and uh, Lexi here in the studio. Hey, Dr. Bo, nice to meet you. Hello. Well, hello. Hello, <laughs> nice to meet you, Julie and Lexi. Thanks for calling. 
Now, i got to ask you this question I always do with every author that comes on. I would imagine, uh, if I'm correct, I have been wrong at some times, but your book is available online and in bookstores, correct? Oh, uh, yeah, it is. It's, yeah, you get the online Kindle versions and in bookstores and airports. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much everywhere that you're looking, I think. And it's put out by Greenleaf? That's Greenleaf, yeah, a little kind of, yeah, publisher, little publisher in Texas, uh-huh. So I got to ask you now. I, I was reading somewhere in here that uh, you live in Texas, and yes, yes. I understand there's maybe like what a population of maybe ninety two hundred people. Yes, in the whole county down here, that's about how many people live around us. We kind of live in the middle of nowhere. I guess that's why the book is titled "What It Is." So how do you like living in the middle of nowhere, though? I, I would imagine it's one of those like uh, like that show Cheers. Everybody knows your name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sometimes they know more about you than you want them to. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's not very much fun if you want to go to the mall or something. But uh, most of the time, it's it's nice out here. Are there a lot of vets in? La, it's La Mesa, right? Is where you live, La Mesa, Texas. La Mesa, Texas. Yeah. Well, we we have one veterinary clinic. We got uh, eight veterinarians at our clinic. So. There's quite a few veterinarians at our clinic, but there's not very many veterinarians around. So, I mean, you got it covered there. So, pretty much you can't walk downtown without somebody going, Hey, there's Dr. Brock. How you doing, Dr. Brock? Yeah, Have a good day. Yeah, my dog. <laughs> yeah, my dog. How many square miles? I mean, I'm, I'm sure if there's eight veterinarians in one place, you take care of the entire county. Well, we've been blessed beyond what we deserve. Yeah, we, we do a lot of horse work, a lot of surgery on horses. And so, they come from, you know, people with horses don't mind driving. So, we do a lot of that. We have racetracks over in New Mexico, and then there's a lot of rodeo stuff around. And then, you know, it's been we've been blessed beyond what we deserve. And your book is not only about animals, but it's also kind of about people too, isn't it? Well, people that own animals, and I guess you guys talk to them all day. You know, they there's a special kind of people that have a relationship with animals. They they're kind people, and it's just been been fun to get to work with those people: horses, dogs, cows, cats. We do everything. Now, um, with um, you were saying that your specialty is horses, though. So, how many how many horses do you think you probably see within a year's time? You personally, not your clinic, but you. Oh, me, I don't. Uh, the clinic sees about twelve thousand. I probably see half of them, so maybe six thousand horses a year. Wow. Now, I also read somewhere, and is this right or wrong? That in vet school, um, they don't teach equine medicine. Is that true? Oh no, they teach it uh, in surgery. They teach it, but you really don't get to do a lot because. You know, when they bring a horse over there to a veterinary school, there's usually something bad wrong with it. They get one of those professors with a big brain to work on it. And they really don't want a student that doesn't even know how to tie a knot doing anything. So it's just kind of a, it's the same way with all levels of veterinary school. You don't get to do a lot of hands-on stuff while you're in school. Now you treat uh, uh, horses, goats, cows, pigs, snakes, dogs, cats, skunks, geese, ostriches, chickens, reindeer, monkeys, and many, many other animals. I actually just got chickens. And they're I like I chickens. Want... Yeah, I like chickens myself. I like them a lot. Yeah, I've always wanted them. John has some really sexy chickens. Yeah, they're they're the, they're the Orpington chickens out of out of yeah, uh, England. Yeah. yeah, I know those chickens. Yeah, they're yeah, cool. They're, they're, <laughs> they are they're cool. The, they're the pretty ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and where'd you get those? Um, a woman here in uh, in Florida, actually, where I live. I live in Tampa Bay, and she's on the other side of the bay, and she's got a ranch and everything over there. And um, I she sells them basically, so I got I got three of them, so they're my buddies. And um, they so get, what they live in the yard? Uh, yeah, actually, I got a uh, I got a, got a pen a from Ware Company, W A R E, and everybody's yeah, getting, I know that place. <laughs> yeah, everybody's getting into um right now like chickens. It's becoming a big thing. Pet stores around here are selling like their feed and 
treats and all this other stuff. So it's huge now. Wow. What a neat deal, man. I like chickens. Yeah, yeah we just, got I'm, chickens. I'm learning, We got though. chickens. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah, I'm, they're I'm not learning real how, smart. Like, you know, I'm gathering that. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not, you ain't going to teach it to fetch a stick. <laughs> no, and they love certain things, though. I'll tell you, they like grapes and, and blueberries. They go after a lot. Um, they eat those things. And then the weird part was, Doctor Brock, I could not get them to go into their hutch when I first got them. It took like a cu- couple about about a month or so. And what it was was I have yard lights going around my outside of the yard, like the little yard lights. They would sleep. Yeah. There's two yard lights by their pen, and they would sleep next to the yard light. So I kept thinking, how am I going to get around this to get them to go in that hutch? Because one, you know, rain and elements and, you know, predators. Um, so I devised a way that I ran a wire in and I mounted a little night light from the yard light. So when the yard lights go on, the little night light goes on inside the hutch. Wouldn't you know it, that next night I looked, they were inside there sleeping. Man, you're a smart dude. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> and it worked. It worked well. That's a so, lot of work, chicken suit. I like oh, yeah. it. They're they're great. Like I said, they are becoming a, a big pet these days. There's no doubt about that. But, but do you have a rooster? No, no, we can't. Not, no, it's city limits. Yeah, we we can only have hens. We can't have the rooster. Actually, oh, there's. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to survive a rooster. You know, at sunup, if I heard that cockadoodle-doo, I'd be like, uh, choke, choke, choke. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what? <laughs> Anybody who knows roosters knows that it is not 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. They just. No, that's they right. Just, they cackle all day long. Yeah, that would drive me crazy. Throw all the time. Yeah. They just go anytime they feel like it, or anytime they see a little sexy chicken, they just go crazy. Well, my neighbor actually <laughs> right across from me somewhere. I guess they got peacocks, and in the middle of the night for the first time, I was out at my pool and I heard this screaming. I thought someone was being killed, oh, and they yeah. were peacocks. That's a crazy noise. Crazy noise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're crazy noise. Well, Dr. Brock, hold on. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. I've got a lot of questions for you, Dr. Bo Brock. And uh, we're going to talk about the book, Crowded in the Middle of Nowhere. If you've got a question for Dr. Brock, like I just did with my chickens, um, give us a call at 844-305-7800. If you'd like a complimentary copy of the book, call right now and it's yours. Second caller, number two, 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. You're listening to Talking Pets. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. That's where Camp Bow Wow comes in. All day play and overnight camp, daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise. Spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper cams to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. I can grow my own grow 
And you're listening to Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Jillian Sidlow. I'm Lexi Lapp. Pick up the phone and give us a call, 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. That's the number to call with your uh, questions. If you got a, if you got a question about your pets, Dr. Brock is in. Dr. Bo Brock, he's the author of Crowded, In the Middle of Nowhere, Tales of Humor and Healing from Rural America. Uh, he's a veterinarian, of course. It's the uh, 2015 Grand Prize winner, this book. And what do you think, Dr. Brock, why do you think people have animals in their life? I'm just curious what you're going to say. You know, when I when I when I started this whole I want to be a veterinarian thing when I was a big old kid, you know, I grew up on a farm and a ranch and we had pigs and chickens and and every kind of animal in the world and I liked being around them. They were my buddies and then I went, you know, I, I decided I was going to be a veterinarian and, and, and went to work on it. It was kind of a tough task to do and when I got done and started working with people that had animals, I, I found out that there's a lot of people in this world who would be mighty lonely if they didn't have animals and and it's it's really an honor yeah it's really an honor to be part of taking care of people's critters whenever that's the best friend that they have you know it's i love that we had a we have an older woman here that that her dog kept losing all of its hair her husband had died you know small town like you said earlier you know everybody and everybody knows you and i knew her husband had died about a year before and you know, that's all she had was that dog that he and her had together, and it was a schnauzer. And that thing kept losing its hair. It just kept falling out. And I'd run every test on demand to try to figure out what was wrong with it. And I couldn't make that dog grow hair again. And then one evening on the way home, I just stopped by her house to check on the dog. And, you know, it was it's hotter than the bygolly here right now. It's like 107 degrees. And, and it was in the summer. And, and these, you know, some of these older people, they like to be hot. I went in her house and she had her air conditioner set on 89 degrees. Oh, wow. And that dog was losing all of his hair because he thought he had to because he was burning up. That's all, that's all he knew, just live in a house that's nearly 90 degrees all the time. That lady was comfortable. That dog lost all of his hair. Well, I told her she's going to have to turn the air conditioner up and get a blanket. And so she did, and the hair, hair came back. No, if I was a dog, I'd prefer to walk around naked, too, if it was 90 degrees all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I can say what I'm going to say out loud, so I'll just keep it to myself. <laughs> it's, it's hotter than blazes, honey. It's hotter than blazes here every day, and I swear to God, yeah. when I run my my dog training school, we spend ninety eight percent of our day in the pool or underneath sprinklers. It's just oh, too hot. Yeah. It's too hot. I don't like and, hot. And the dog, yeah. they love it. They just love it. There's a story yeah. that you talk about where um, I would imagine it's got to be difficult to talk to people about their pets, you know, especially if it's bad news. But you had a woman, I think, come through and something about a barrel racing horse. And you had to explain to the woman that, let's just say, um, it's diet time. So how do you, how, how'd you pussyfoot around that remedy? Well, when I came to Lamisa, I wanted to, you know, work on horses and that's a hard gig to get, you know, because people already have a horse doctor and they don't, they're really, you know, very suspicious of anybody that wants to work on a horse. It takes a long time to earn your way in. And I finally got a call from somebody who had a horse maintenance and wanted me to look at it, especially in, from San Angelo, Texas, it's about three hours away. So, man, I was all puffed up thinking I was really smart. Somebody's going to drive all the way from San Angelo for me to look at their lame horse and she gets here and she's got all of her family with her her husband her sister her sister's husband her mother and her dad they're all this big old high-powered rig and 
You know, they tell me that the horse is a half a second off in a barrel pattern, which is that's an eternity if you're a barrel racer. It is. So I, I get to watch this horse <laughs> trot, and I can't see anything wrong with it. And, and we do all these tests trying to figure out what it is. Well, finally, the brother-in-law comes up to me, and he whispers to me, you know, kind of out of the corner of his mouth, this horse can't run as fast because this lady's gained 25 pounds in the last year. And we heard you were good at explaining things, so we thought maybe you would tell her. Oh, my <laughs> heavens. They yeah, wanted you to yeah. tell her that she gained Yeah, yeah. They, they were afraid of her. She's oh, my bossy. heavens. Oh, my goodness. All I can do is, you know how sometimes <laughs> ladies don't buy new britches, and, and so she's probably wearing the same ones that she had 25 pounds ago. So all I could look at was her muffin top. It was just pretty obvious. Lord have mercy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had to straighten out. Now we have the muffin top rule with the vet clinic. If the barrel racer comes in with a big muffin top, we start talking about a sore back. That's You'd be in a lot of trouble if she was part of the family. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be practicing medicine much longer. <laughs> and the horse, you'd probably find that head in your bed. <laughs> Now, a couple of things too. Um, what was it like to actually perform your first uh, C-section? And I believe you did it on a cow. Cow, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do C-sections on cows, and after you learn what you're doing, you do it with them standing up. How'd you like to have that until you C-section while you're standing up? Seriously? But I didn't know because that's cool. Yeah, yeah, we do it standing up. Just put I've, them in the chute. Make, I've actually them done on their side. some some oh, yeah? horses where we uh, where they're out, they're still standing when we when we uh, fix them. And they're still standing. Yeah. All, all I remember the first time, Dr. Brock, with a cow was I was a young kid. My brother worked in the environment, and he took he was working with farmers. And he took me on a run the one day with him. And we went into this one farmland, and we were in the barn. We walked in the barn, and I'll never forget, I, I almost had heart failure at a young age because <laughs> I saw the farmer with his arm all the way inside the cow to his, like, shoulder that's I didn't know. Normal. I, that's very normal. I though. thought the cow was eating him from the back end or something. No, no, that's very normal. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. That's very normal when you got babies coming. <laughs> There's some scary oh, things yeah. out there for kids. <laughs> but um, it was explained to me. You know, I got to ask you this question. Jilly's got uh, two pugs with us, and I think it's the younger one here. Dagu. Dagu. Um, I've never had a dog fart so much in my life in the studio <laughs> here with this. So if you hear me start to gag, it has nothing to do with you, Dr. Brock. It is just, I don't know what this dog ate, but, and I swear, he comes over to my chair, farts, and then goes and jumps up on her lap. That's it. He's just telling you that he loves you, uh, darling. Right. <laughs> I'll go without love, though. <laughs> Dr. Brock, don't go away. We'll be right back. We're speaking with Dr. Bo Brock. He is the author of Crowded in the Middle of Nowhere. You can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. Call right now, and you're going to get a copy of the book at 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. Pick up the phone. Give us a call, and the book is yours. I'm John Patch. I'm Jalen Sidlow. I'm Lexi Lapp. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Retrievers, Labradors, Goldens are the main breeds that come through our door, but we'll train anything with four legs and a tail. 
My husband and I own a kennel. We train hunting dogs and also have a boarding and grooming business. Our dogs, they're athletes, and we feed them very quality food. You can't get enzymes in a commercial dog food because they cook it at such a high heat that so much important nutrition is just cooked right out of it. But adding Dynavite to their diet has every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. <laughs> Dynavite's the bomb. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot oh. com. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to another edition of Talking Pets. Rewind. In this installment, John gives another listener advice on how to handle those tough kitty litter troubles. Out to Helena Montana and Evelyn. Hey, Evelyn, thank you, darling. When I'm frantic about this crazy little critter, I brought him in from the alley and got him fixed and cleaned up and gave him a brand new haircut and everything because he was in a horrible state of affairs. They dumped him. Somebody left him, you know. It's not a possum, is it? Oh, no, no, no possum. He's my kitty cat. <laughs> oh, okay. He's a boy cat, and he's so sweet, and he's a, a paladoxin, what do you call it, What the six toes? Mm-hmm. But we call them special. Yeah, yeah. You know, he is. He's yeah. so lovable. God love him. I don't see how anybody could throw him away there like they did. Anyway, I've had him a year now. Last winter, he was wonderful. He'd poo and pee in the poo pans, you know. All of a sudden, here it is. We're freezing our tutus off. It's Your tutus. Gotta <laughs> <to> be nice. <laughs> but honestly, God, it's so cold and the snow is piling up, you know, and he insists on peeing and pooing out in that no part of my French. That snow. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't use the poop pen. Now, what is wrong with him? I'm, I'm frantic. I don't know what to do. I don't have to put him out every cotton pick in 20 minutes, you know? One of the things, though, too, Evelyn, if he's used to going outside, which he's an outdoor cat. He was cat, when and, he was deserted. So he's used to that out there, going I know, outside. I but he used the poop pen. Wonderful. All last winter. And now, all of a sudden, he walks past it and wants outside. Makes me furious. It's like you're going to have to retrain him again to be an indoor cat. And then once yeah. you get him trained to be an indoor cat again, you have to keep him as an indoor cat and not kind of renew egg and say, oh, poor kitty, and let him well, out again. he raises, he yells, you know, meow, He's a very demanding cat, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. He's a little stinker. You come back with a boo. And everybody <laughs> said, that, they said, hey, uh, that cat had been dead years ago if it had been in my house. I said, I can't do that. I brought that life home from the, you know, the animal shelter. The shelter. One of the things I want to state, too, is if a cat stops using the litter, litter box, it's the poo pen. The poo pen. That's the new poo <laughs> 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 pen. <laughs> but um, one of the things you want to do is make sure you keep the cat in the area of its litter box. And then as you see that the cat is starting to use the litter box again, then you can gradually let it have room with the house again. But right. what a lot of people do is they say, oh, my cat's pooing all over the house or peeing all over the house. And then they still let them run all over the house. 
you know, so if you don't have the cat restricted to the poo pen area, uh, then you're going to have problems. Really is some pretty good advice from John and professional trainer Maria Piaz, but uh, I gotta be honest with you guys. Training calls like that make for a great talking pet show. Mm, but if you really want to be on one of the you know super cool talking pet rewind installments, hey, just call up and say poop pen. The poop pen. He used the poop pen. Wonderful. It's the poop pen. The poop pen. That's the new <laughs> poop pen. To the poop pen area. A few too many times, and I'm sure I'll work you right in. We're talking pets. Rewind. I'm Bob Page. Cut my bangs with some rusty kitchen scissors I screamed his name till the neighbors called the cops I numb the pain at the expense of my liver Don't know what I did next, all I know I couldn't stop Word got around to the butterflies and the baptist My mama's phone started ringing off the hook I can hear her now saying she ain't gonna have it don't matter how you feel, it only matters how you look. Go and fix your makeup. Hi, I'm Victor Webster with my pets, Buddha and Harley, my little dogs. And you're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. You better gotta keep it together even when you fall apart. But this ain't my mama's broken heart. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jalen Sidlow. I'm Lexi Lap. Pick up the phone and give us a call, 844-305-7800. That's 844-305-7800 if you've got a question or a comment for Dr. Bo Brock. If you'd like to get a copy of the book, compliments from Dr. Brock, give us a call and it's yours, 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. You know, you did um, something with Toby Keith, didn't you, um, Dr. Brock? Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> well, I'm so I didn't ever get to meet him. And I don't well, have any stories as good as a pug dog farting in my lap either. I wish I had thought. It's <laughs> amazing some of the things we've radio, gone through. Do they? Oh yeah. <laughs> Toby Keith, yeah, he had a horse. That guy had a horse that uh, was over in Rio, in New Mexico, at a racetrack, and they called us up in the middle of the night and had to need to do a colic surgery. And I didn't know it was Toby Keith's horse. The horse got there just like any other horse. The old guy that was transporting the horse said, this horse is special. You know, everybody says that, so you don't even listen to it anymore. He said, it belongs to Toby Keith, which that puts a little stress and pressure on a small-town veterinarian. I'm thinking, you know, if this thing dies, Willie Nelson and Toby Keith are going to be singing a song about some dumb West Texas veterinarian. (laughs) But we did surgery on the horse. horse did okay. I got home the next morning about the time I got three daughters, Emily, Abby, and Kimmy there, and they were little girls at the time. The youngest was about six, and then the oldest was about ten. I got there. They were eating breakfast before school. I said, guess whose horse did surgery on last night? They said, who? And I said, well, Toby Keith. Boy, you know, the oldest two were bouncing around because they listened to his records, and they thought that was really cool. And the youngest, the youngest one, Kimmy, she looked up at me, and she said, well, I knew that was going to happen. And the other one said, you couldn't have known that. How could you know that? And Kimmy said, because you're not supposed to give beer 
to horses. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. You've heard that I song. know that song. Yes. <laughs> Whiskey for my man, beer for my horses. Beer for my horses, when, yep. Yeah, when, when Timmy heard that, she thought, well, they'll be over at the vet clinic someday, and my daddy will be taking care of them because he ain't supposed to do that. So, yeah, <laughs> Toby Keith, you know, he, I never heard from him. His horse lived, by the way. <laughs> well, if he's listening, maybe he'll call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by the way, Toby, if you're listening, please call. <laughs> yeah, please call, though, yeah. Call, though. What lessons, Dr. Brock, did you actually, could you say that you learned from animals? Oh, I'm kind of an animal, almost weirdo, you know, because I'd rather spend time with them than I would people most of the time. You know, I like the way they think. I don't know if I ever do write another book. It's probably going to be from the perspective of an animal. We got a dog that lives up the clinic. It's a big old Airedale dog. He can eat 54 testicles without throwing up. And I've often wondered over and over what that dog is thinking all day long when he follows me around from animal to animal. You know, he's a, he's just a big old, you know, he's lazy as he can be. And in fact, I'm looking at him right now. I'm sitting on the porch and he's sitting over underneath the tree chewing on one of his back legs. And, and I've always thought it would be great to be able to see the world through that. I, I was gathering cattle with my granddad when I was a big old kid. And we were riding along there and he said, Turdhead, that's what he always called me. He said, Turdhead, you ever stop and try to figure <laughs> out what this horse is thinking? And I said, what do you mean? He said, try to think like a horse every now and then, and it'll make your life a lot better. Yep. Well, that meant a lot to me. And I try to yep. think like a dog and a horse and everything else that comes through my life. And I like it, you know. You don't have to worry about news, bad news from, you know, Italy or bad news from Houston, Texas. All you have to worry about is whether or not you're going to get some good grazing and or whatever, and I'm, I'm looking at this big old dog over here chewing on his leg still and wondering if I need to go dipping. <laughs> that is <laughs> so amusing. I love that because, I mean, I, I work with animals day in and day out, and I, I do that when they say take deep breaths. They, everybody's going, you know, how you have to de-stress your life. I de-stress my life by going through the eyes of my animals. Isn't and that the truth? I, amen. It, it ends up it, being a very comical day. Sometimes I will just well, laugh is. myself into yeah, hysteria. Is because, yeah, yeah, everything... You know, to them, it's, dogs are really cool because, you know, if you have a bad day and everybody don't like you and you've ticked everybody off at work and you come home and your dog is wagging his tail, you know, yep, I'm glad always. to see you. I'm glad mm-hmm. to see you, Bo, and I'm like, man, I wish I could be like you. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I'd like to I'd like oh, to be home all day and laying there lounging and, and even myself if you, if you get the, the craziest TV. animal on the face <laughs> of the earth, if you just, if you sit there and you just stare at it for a minute and it looks back at you... You you go. There's something I didn't understand, and now I get it, or I maybe I don't get it. And if you take a picture of that animal, you'll look at it forever and go, "I just got it." I am a stay-at-home mom, so I'm home all the time, and I did not realize that dogs sleep just as much as cats do. They sleep so much. Ninety-eight percent of their life. Yeah, like I have a a dachshund, and she sleeps all day long, and I'm just like. Wow, like that is I didn't I didn't realize that. If you that. had the opportunity, you probably would too. I know. <laughs> Dr. Brock, yeah. the cover of your book Crowded in the Middle of Nowhere, is that is that picture like what you see outside your door or is that not? <laughs> uh, it's it's just that that picture was taken just west of where I live. So I, we live up here on the on the plains and then if you go a little bit west of where we live it turns to the foothills and it turns to the Rocky Mountains and that picture was taken on one of the ranches that I go to and uh, take care of their animals there. And, and I always think that place is beautiful. 
and it kind of represents to me what the middle of nowhere looks like, you know, an old broken down fence, an old horse standing there, you know, just looking over the fence. That, that's, that's what the middle of nowhere looks like as far as Bo's concerned. Uh-huh. Now, you live actually in Texas with your wife, Carrie, and then you have two daughters. You have Kimmy and also sure. Abby, but one of the girls yeah, is going to be a... Oh, you have three. Three daughters. Yeah, Emily, she's there, too. And, oh, okay. Yeah, Abby, one of, the, Abby, one of them's going to be a gonna, vet, right? Right, yeah. Abby, she's finished, she just finished her second year of veterinary school over at Texas A&M, and she just got married like a couple of weeks ago. I'm telling you, John, you got a daughter, and she ever gets married, it just rips your heart out. And the boy's a good boy. He's going to be a veterinarian, too, and they'll probably wind up back here in La Mesa. But there's just something about walking down the aisle and handing your daughter's hand to some other dude to take care of that just makes you want to cry for 45 minutes. And I think I did. <laughs> did you have a shotgun in your hand or whatever and say, <laughs> no, just in case? No, but I'd already taken him. Shoot. I, said, I said, look at here. And I told him, I said, look. I've castrated thousands of animals in my life. If you want to marry oh, my hysterical. daughter, don't be an animal. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i got to ask you before we say goodbye, out of all the stories that you write about in the book Crowded in the Middle of Nowhere, which one stands out to you the most? If you've got a copy of the book there, I do. and you want to read my favorite story of all time, turn to the very last story in the book. It's a story called Leonard, and it is a story about an old cowboy in Borden County, Texas, whose wife had died the September before I okay. went out to have to euthanize his two horses. And uh, I think it is the essence of what veterinary medicine is all about. I, I really do. It's not a funny story. Most of everything I write about is funny. But this story is about the human-animal bond and how important animals are to people. And and I love that story. I, I love it. I love it. Read it. Before you give that book away, just y'all sit there in that room and read it out loud. It's only like two pages. And, uh, you know, I gave the graduation commencement talk at Oregon State Veterinary School this year, and I told story and and it's it's a meaningful story about what it's like to love animals and, and go through life depending on them so that's my favorite story well dr brock i want to thank you for joining us and uh i want that's to thank awesome. you for our copies of our books and then also for the people that got them like oh, edna in spokane it. washington she's getting a copy so um you know we i look forward to reading more of this and the story about leonard and uh and it was a great pleasure speaking with you you're a lot of fun so that's i look awesome. forward to having well, you back I love on again you guys I, I think That's you're awesome. doing a good job over there, and I appreciate what you're doing. I love you. So thanks for letting me be on the show. Anytime, Dr. Brock. It was a great pleasure. And uh, say hello to the family for us and uh, and try to stay cool. <laughs> and just, just okay. keep on keeping on. Keep on doing what you're, right, you're yeah. doing because what you do is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> well, well, give that pug dog some beano. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dr. Bo Brock, right, the, the, the author of Crowded in the Middle of Nowhere. That's Dr. Bo Brock. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, Once again, you guys, anytime, and you let us know when your next book is coming out. Thanks, Dr. Brock. Okay. All right. See you guys. That's Dr. Thanks Bo so Brock. Once again, this is Talking Pets, and the book is called Crowded in the Middle of Nowhere, Tales of Humor and Healing. And uh, Edna, enjoy the book, and we could give another one out if you want to call right now to the next call. 844-305-7800. Copy of the book is yours. There's some great stories in here, and as you can tell, Dr. Brock is a lot of fun, he's so uh, he's got fun. some great tales. I want to share this with my vet. So this call right now, and the book is yours, 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. This is Talkin' Pets. Take all the rope in Texas, find a tall old tree. Are you having trouble getting the word out about your new pet product or invention? Let Whitegate PR open the gate to your marketing and public relations efforts. We've been specializing in public relations in the pet industry for over a decade. 
From press releases to media relations and publicity to pet trade shows and launch events to social media, the pet-friendly team at Whitegate PR has you covered. If you listen to the wise words of Bill Gates, he says, if I had $1 left, I'd spend it on PR. Learn more at whitegatepr.com. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Lucy Hale's dog is running for president, and yours can too. With a Talking Pet Radio News Brief, I'm Lexi Lamb. The Republican National Convention is just days away, and still new candidates are entering the ring, like Lucy Hale's dog Elvis. While it would certainly change the game to allow animals to run for office, Elvis's candidacy isn't going to land him in the White House. He and hundreds of other dogs are taking part in WAG's Dog for President campaign, which adorably pits pups against each other to determine who is top dog based on online votes. Along with Pretty Little Liars actress Pooch, the dog of Uber, the dog of Uber CEO Travis Kalanick, Yobo, is running as well and is currently one of the top ten contenders. And your dog can be part of the fun too. Just visit the campaign's website, wagwalking.com/dog-president/leaderboard to enter your own pet or vote for your favorite political pup. The winner of the competition gets to choose the next city. WAG is launched in, and by proxy will help boost the local economy of that city. Reporting from Talking Pets, I'm Lexi Lapp. Dear Mr. President, come take a walk with me. Let's pretend we're just two people and you're not better than me. I'd like to ask you some questions if we can speak honestly. What do you feel when you see all the homeless on the street? Who do you pray for a night before you go to sleep? What do you feel when you look in the mirror? Are you proud? How do you sleep while the rest of us cry? How do you dream when a mother has no chance to say goodbye? And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Jalen Sidlow. I'm Lexi Lapp. 
Pick up the phone and give us a call. 844-305-7800 is the number. 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. Uh, by the way, we have another book to give away. Crowd It in the Middle of Nowhere. Tales of Humor and Healing by Dr. Bo Brock. And he's a veterinarian there in, La, I, I was saying La Mesa, but it's La Mesa, I guess. It's La Mesa. La Mesa, Texas. It is. Yes, it is. And, uh, La Mesa, Texas. And um, so... The book is yours. Call right now, and it will send it out to you. You'll you get it in the mail, of course, and it's put out. You can fi- find it in the bookstores. You can find it online. It's put out by Greenleaf uh, Book Group Press, and uh, but you'll get a complimentary copy if you call right now. 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. Why are you looking at me? No, because they're making so much noise. <laughs> yeah, and um, Gadzoo? Dagoo. Dagoo, something like that. Dagoo, uh, the one pug just like staring at me. Wednesday and Pugsley. I like Pugsley. I mean, Wednesday, that is the dog's name is Wednesday, but the other dog should have been. Well, he he did come as Pugsley. They changed his name. I'm just babysitting them. Dagoo. Dagoo. They're cute, though. Oh, they're darling. I love them. But the funniest thing, did I tell you that I was, had to take, of course, I had to take a shower before it came out today. Yeah. Um, and I'm standing there and I'm like rinsing my hair and I look down and he's in the shower with me. Yes. My Rosie did that. Sh- and I was like, I looked down and I'm like, Ooh! and then he just stood there and he just stared at me. So I, I picked him up and I soaked him up and rinsed him off and he did, and then he just did the whole rinsing thing. He did the whole thing while I washed my hair. It, he didn't even want to get out. The, and I, was, I was laughing hysterically yes. the entire time. The one time I had to babysit my mom's dachshund and I'm taking a shower and <laughs> she, I can see her like poking her head into the shower, kind of like looking and then she would walk away and she pokes her head into the shower again. And um, the next thing I know, she walked into the shower and she just comes and she stands like right in the middle and just stood in the shower with me for well, my kept, whole shower. He knocked everything off the side. And I mean, it, it's not a shower thing. I mean, it's a bathtub. Yeah. He physically jumped the side of the bathtub and <laughs> just stood there and stared at me with his eye, his big old bug eyes wide open, going, "Hi, I'm here to take a shower with you." And I thought it was the funniest Holy thing ever. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. Wait, could you imagine though? Like everything sometimes when when you got your pets in the house and you're in the shower and your dog jumps in with you or you're sitting on the throne. And my cat does this all the time, and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, "What are you looking at?" But could you imagine if I was sitting there? <laughs> and that's what they're thinking. It's like, what are they thinking? And I, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll walk. This is me when I walk into my laundry room and my cat's using the litter box. I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and I turn around and walk out. Like <laughs> I walked in space. on a human being. Yeah, give them their space. But, uh, but like, she'll walk in there, and yeah. she'll just sit right in front of me. Or else, you know, now I'm getting really personal. Or else she'll play in my underwear. It's like, <laughs> get out of my underwear. Yeah, this one, <laughs> Dagoo is that way. Mr. Pugsley, Dagoo, he's that way. He's just like in your business 24-7. Uh, Judy in Portland, Oregon, enjoy the book. Again, it's called uh, Crowd It in the Middle of Nowhere, Tales of Humor and Healing from Rural America. It's by Dr. Bo Brock. Uh, he's a veterinarian. Great guy. I really enjoyed him. He was a he lot was of fun. tons of fun. Yeah. So, um, hope we have him on again. Yeah, and the book actually same way. So, and I do have one more to give away. The last one, if somebody wants it, eight four four three zero five seventy eight hundred. Call right now, and you'll speak with Ben, and we'll get your address and just ship that right out to you, like Edna and Judy. And eight four four three zero five seven eight zero zero eight four four three zero five seventy eight hundred. You know, we get a lot of books on the show because we do a lot of interviews in, in this hour mm-hmm. with different authors. I know, Lexi, you've given books away during the holiday. Yep. Um, Everyone which is a great loved idea. Them. 
I actually donate all my books to uh, charity, um, so I, I give them to them. Or what I started doing too is like, because God knows I've got hundreds right. of them. I know. And um, and I give them to um, one of the vet clinics. And what they do is they have when people come in, I said put a little sign out there, adopt a book, take it home, mm-hmm. and uh, make it, make a donation towards the animal shelter. And well, that's what they do. I mean, I've been doing this with you for years, and I've cherished so many, but then I've noticed over the years, too, I've had specific friends that a particular book would just hit them, and I give them. Yeah, no, they're great presents. And so. people, they're like, oh, my God, that's so awesome, Jilly. Well, the last one's going out to somebody, so somebody awesome. somebody got it. I'm not sure who yet, but congratulations, and uh, spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population. If you're looking to adopt a pet, go to your local animal shelter or your rescue group and get one from there. I'm John Patch. I'm Jalyn Sidlow. I'm Lexi Lapp. Special thanks to uh, Dr. Bo Brock, the veterinarian, crowded in the middle of nowhere, and to Ben at Gab Networks, and uh, that's who you speak to when you call in. But uh, thanks for joining us here. Don't forget to check out the website at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and hello. Bye for now. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.